So welcome to another episode of the Coach's Box. I want to do another live stream for people out there today. We got good feedback on the last week. Uh, so we want to just keep giving people, um, you know, the content that they want and everything like that. And the format that they so I'm, I'm your host, Coach JP3, joined today by the real Coach K and Coach Natty T. So we have uh, a schedule. We have NFL stuff. We got a bunch of NBA stuff to talk about as we come wind down uh, the regular season. So but we're going to start with some NFL stuff. Anyone who's watched anything regarded to football this week has seen a couple of things. You know, the NFL schedule is one of them. And, of course, more Aaron Rodgers drama. Uh, so our first thing is we're going to just talk about what's more likely to happen at this point. Is Aaron Rodgers going to get traded? Is he going to retire? Or is he going to stay in Green Bay? And we'll start with you, Coach Matty T. Um, <laughs> the, the more and more I thought about this, I actually think he's going to end up staying. Okay. Don't ask me how, but <laughs> I just had this weird feeling he's going to end up staying. Um, I know he's dug in on his heels on, you know, what he said as far as not wanting to come back. But ultimately, the decision is in Green Bay's court, essentially, because he can give them an ultimatum, but, you know, they're going to be the ones that make the final decision. Mm -hmm. and, um, I, I was trying to look it up, but, you know, if he sits out, I mean, <laughs> you're talking like, I think it's like $5 million like a week. He's going to have to pay him. Man. I mean, that's a lot of money. That is. That adds up. That's what I do. That's that's a lot of money, even for someone that has a lot of money, like Aaron Rodgers, you know. So um, I know there's the the threat of him, you know, retiring because of Jeopardy. Right. Um, but I, I think it was a brilliant move on his part or a chess move on his part to host Jeopardy. But I don't know if that's ultimately what he wants to do. I, I still think he wants to play and win another Super Bowl. So mm. that's why ultimately I feel like they may, they may still kind of come down to it around train camp, training camp. There may be still some back and forth, but uh, unless if somebody gives, like, an amazing offer for him, which is possible, um, but I, I just feel like if if Matthew Stafford went for – because he went for, what, two first-round picks? Mm -hmm. I mean, <laughs> for Aaron Rodgers – he better trade me your whole team. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I, I just don't know. I don't know if they're going to get a good enough offer to to trade Aaron Rodgers. So ultimately, I feel like he'll just end up staying. Okay. Coach K, what are you thinking? <laughs> the stress. Yeah. The stress. I think man. he's gone, bro. I, I, I just can't really see him staying. The only way he'll stay is if they hold on to him. Um, I think – I think I feel like somebody's going to come along and offer something and then just, you know, and and just get them off of it, off their hands. So, I mean, you already have your quarterback for the future. So, I mean, why, wait, why waste the time? Like, that's, that's me because I think it's – I mean, his stock's not going to get any higher. I mean – I mean, he has the motivation to, to win um, coming off the MVP season. I mean, why not just trade him and get what you can 
and just move on. I'm not trying to compare the NBA to the NFL, but I mean, we saw what James Harden that whole situation turned out to be. Just, just move on. You know that. I mean, what what really can they do? I mean, it's really too late to to really add anything at this point in this late in the game to to try to help them overcome the hump to to get to trade them in. Let them go. Yeah. So, I think they're going to hang on to him. What I would do... Okay, so, what I would do may be a little different than what they're actually going to do because I think they're going they're gonna to hang on to him. But the thing about it is, if they do that, they not only have to hang on to him, but they're going to have to do it in the way that he wants it to be done. And I don't know if the Packers are humble enough to be able to do that because, essentially, you're going to have to apologize in so many words, for not communicating with him on like, hey, we have a new coach coming in. We would like for your, you know, your input on the candidates we have so far. Hey, we're going to draft a quarterback. You move up in the draft to draft, you know, to draft a quarterback, Jordan Love. You know, and that clearly wasn't communicated to him. All they had to say was like, listen, we know that you're going to be here and you are number one for as long as you can play football. Okay, as long as you want to be, we got you. But we are going to have to have some type of success succession plan. You know, we would like to have, you know, something happens to you or the day you retire, we won't be able to say, hey, okay, we still have someone that's been in the system for a couple of years that's been able to learn under you. That's all they would have to say. And he probably, he probably would have been fine with that. But the no communication, that's where they got into trouble, is that they didn't communicate with him. So they would have to basically come hat in hand to be able to say, yo, we messed up. We're sorry. From this point moving forward, you will be consulted in the major offensive moves that we're going to be making. And I think they'll be they'll be fine if they're willing to do that. I just don't think they're humble enough to do that, which is why I think it's going to be um, basically a tragedy waiting to happen this year if they hold on to it. So um, that's my take on things. Uh, we've seen a lot of players that are coming out there and – you know, that are MVP worthy. Could be. We're judging off of last year's, you know, thing, or are we going to bring in some new people to the conversation? So I'll, I'm going to ask the coaches is, who's your way too early NFL MVP? Uh, and Coach Knight T, we'll start with you. Well, well, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, I got five. Five? <laughs> Five. Five potential <laughs> candidates. Okay. So I got uh I'm gonna go here. But uh first I got Tom Brady. Uh yeah. I really I put Tom Brady first just because when the schedule came out, looking at it, I was like, Man, I don't know. They like they got a pretty favorable schedule. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um so I think that that would work in his favor. Uh, you know, they, he's going to have a lot of marquee games on the schedule. You know, obviously the Cowboys, them going back and playing New England. Um, and then with them being the Super Bowl, defending Super Bowl champs, I feel like they're going to have enough games where it's going to be prime time where he can get enough votes that way. Plus, he's Tom Brady. Um, two, I got Patrick Mahomes. Okay. Um Three, I actually have Carson Wentz. 
Mm, okay. Um, I feel like he could redeem himself just because of that division is going to be pretty weak. Mm -hmm. When you think about it, uh, you know, Jacksonville, they're kind of starting a whole new regime. Um, you know, Tennessee, that, that that's definitely going to be their best competition. But, you know, I still think they could, could still potentially, you know, make it to the playoffs. And then with Houston, I mean, you know, we don't know what's going on. Dumpster fire. With, <laughs> we don't know what's going on with old boy yeah. down there. So Bro, I think like... they could – I could see them, you know, maybe splitting with Tennessee and beating Houston, you know, winning out against Houston and Jacksonville. So, mm -hmm. um, you know, I think there's some potential there. Four – well, actually five, I have Baker Mayfield. Oh, okay. I'm not mad at that. You know, I think they're – prime to do some big things this year as much as I don't want to admit it with me hating <laughs> everything about Cleveland but um, really to me how far they go is going to depend on how he plays so yeah. I feel like you know I feel like that could go pretty a lot further and then five I have Aaron Rodgers so you know I, I'm probably it's probably wishful thinking but you know if he stays I think out of spite he may win another MVP mm -hmm. <laughs> or if he goes somewhere else out of spite, he may win another MVP. Yep. So that's why I have him at five. But that's my that's my five. If I had to rank them, that's my five MVP candidates. Okay. Coach K, you know, so Natty had a list of, of his top five. You don't have to have five, but who would you think is going who do you think is going to be the NFL MVP by the end of the season? I have to believe it's Patrick Mahomes, I just – I feel like he, especially after the Super Bowl performance, um, I think this year he's going to step up his game even more and show us why he's he's one of the top three quarterbacks in the league today. So, I think he has – I think he still has a lot left to prove, especially after, you know, like I said, I mean, just – I don't know. I mean, he's still young, still learning, still growing. So, um, that's who I have – um, if I had to pick another one, I'd probably say Tom Brady. Um, as much as I hate the <laughs> fact that I have to call him the, the best quarterback of all time right now, I mean, I can't hate on the man. I think if he did, question. yeah, I think if he did end up retiring, I think it would be, I think it would be cool to see him go out with another MVP, um, MVP trophy. Um, number three, I'll put Aaron Rodgers. Just because he's Aaron Rodgers, I mean. Um, number four, I know I talked bad. I know I said the Rams weren't going to do anything, but I don't know. I think, I think this could be Matthew Stafford's year. Oh, okay. I think I think this could be his year to to do something. Um, aside from that, and this is probably just. This is probably just because I'm a diehard Dallas Cowboys fan. Number five, I think Dak Prescott. I think he has – I mean, everything's like – I feel like as far as sports go, like story storyline, like he finally got the contract he deserves. Um, everything's lining up to have, you know, an MVP type of year. I mean, in NFC. I mean, in, in their division, it's not – it's not hard to – I mean, he's already put up the type of numbers, you know, to do so. And I think the only thing now is just to 
to stay dominant. And I think I think that they can do that this year. So, okay. that, but that is probably me just hoping and hope. <laughs> you disagree with that, Coach Natty? Too? No, I, no. The thing is with the Cowboys. I mean, I wanted to put Dak Prescott in there because, I mean, <sighs> not to get too much into it. I mean, the problem with the Cowboys is the, the question of are they capable of or can they do it? Mm-hmm. You know, so in Dak Prescott's case, is he capable of winning MVP? Sure. Is You know, can he win MVP? Sure. Will he win MVP? Will the Cowboys do well? I don't have enough faith to say yes, because I feel like <laughs> Dak Prescott, I think he's going to play well, but I just don't think his team is going to help him enough to get that, su- that Super Bowl. Well, Super Bowl one to help him get that and to help him win yeah. enough games to be MVP. I feel like his team is ultimately going to let him down some shape, matter, or form. Because, you know, the, the MVP is, is reserved for you, – you have to be at least top one, two team in the league mm-hmm. all season. Yeah. So I just – so as much yeah. as they're capable of doing it, will they do it? I don't know. <laughs> so – I mean, I, th- I know they made a lot of adjustments on defense, and we'll see what happens with that. But I think Dak winning is really predicated on how uh, Zeke, like whether or not Zeke shows up or not. Too, I mean, because I mean, I th- and we were relying on that. Well, he definitely ain't getting MVP. Definitely not getting. I know. MVP. I'm just. I'm just. I'm just trying. <laughs> I know. Like I and. and I just want to see what Amari Cooper does this year, too. Man. That's another one. <sighs> yeah. Amari iffy. He iffy, like, sometimes. He's, like, he's a I, true finesse. I think Zeke playing extremely well is actually going to hurt Dak's chances. You think so? I think it's better if Zeke has a mediocre year and they're still winning throwing the football. And that's the one thing about those – that kind of dynamic is that if you have a very strong running back and the quarterback plays really well, they're going to discount that in the in, in MVP po- votes. I think. Like, I'm, not, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not saying like. I I just want like I just want him to just just show up, man. Just <laughs> I mean I don't I just I just need him to have a better. A, I, just give me what you just give me what you had in like year three. Like, yeah, I can I can accept that. I can't accept what happened last year. Yeah, well, what do you think? I mean, are you talking about Zeke or Zeke? Oh, okay, yeah. I mean, Zeke. I don't know, man. It's just they're going to have to be like a top. They're going to have to be like number one. In, in the NFC conference for them to for him to even have a chance because just the fact that he plays for the Cowboys like that's already going to bring a different level of scrutiny right there mm. so like they have to be what's it certain playing 17 games like what 16 and 1 15 and 2 mm. they're going to have to be somewhere in there for him to get MVP and I just don't see that happening that's- it's doable. It's not impossible. 
It's not. That's what. That's what I'm saying. Like the the question is not if they can do it. The question is, will they? Do if it? they will, they do it. Yeah. <laughs> that's the question. Because really, since Tony Romo was there, from a roster perspective, the roster is fine. Because I think they had. I saw they 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 have the most Pro Bowlers. Or they've drafted the most Pro Bowlers in the last ten years. I think the only team that's drafted more is the Kansas City Chiefs. Yeah. So. Yeah. Again, like they they do well drafting, they do well, you know, picking talent. They just can't put it together. Now they really need to. That's the problem. And I don't know. <laughs> That's the issue. <laughs> see, we'll see what the coach. We'll see what the coach does. Yeah, I mean, you know, they're 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 fully capable of doing it, but will they do it? I don't know. I like the names that y'all mentioned. I'll I'll throw Josh Allen's name in there uh, as. As a dark horse pick, yeah, I I, I think Patrick Mahomes has the mentality as Coach K um, outlines that he'll like he has a bad taste in his mouth just kind of because of how things ended last year. So I think he's going to be on a mission and put up ridiculous numbers. If there's anyone to challenge him with those numbers, I would say it would be Josh Allen, uh, only because the Bills are kind of like mediocre on defense, which means the Bills need to put up points in a game, which is going to go in favor of the quarterback putting up numbers. Uh, and the fact that him and Stephon Diggs have a brilliant chemistry with each other, I think they're going to build on that. And, you know, that was their first year together. You know, so think about what it looked like in year two. Uh, they got a couple more weapons for for Josh Allen to work with. So I I think he might be in the top three when it's all said and done as far as MVP uh, consideration. So mm-hmm. we'll see. Yeah. All right, Coach K, we're going to kick it back to you. Um with, with Coach K's watch. watch. So what are we talking about today? <laughs> the pool. <laughs> Do you have anything to talk about today? <laughs> I mean, we're out of the we're out of the playing tournament, man. Like I don't I don't really know what to say. Um Are you surprised? <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, I don't know, like so I'll say like I, I did not expect like I thought the Pacers would fall off. I thought the Knicks would eventually fall off, but they didn't. Nope. So the Knicks the Knicks are actually decent, which is mind blowing to me. And you got Julius Randle, Ju- yeah, like could possibly even be. You could throw him in the hat for a. Being a, I don't know, maybe not an MVP candidate, but I mean, he's he's one of the Most best improved. players in the East. Mm-hmm. Most improved, yeah, for sure. I mean, I know I have no hate to give on that on any of that. Uh, the Wizards, I thought would fall off, but they found some type of they found their stride at the end of the season. Um, it's, I don't know, man. It just sucks because <laughs> I was, um, there was all this hype about the Bulls and now it's just, I mean, I know, I know Zach was out for a little while too, but COVID, COVID protocols. I, I, y'all need to get rid of Billy D, man. You think it's Billy D? I think I think he's part of it. 
I think he's part of it. I mean, the Bulls have really never recovered, you know, since the D Rose era. But it y'all y'all should be winning more games than you are. We should. And I think some of we them are bet. very close. And when people when when teams are losing close games, it's usually because of coaching. Yeah. Usually that's the difference between a team winning by two or three and losing by two or three. Mm-hmm. <laughs> What's up, Armand? Wake up! Welcome, welcome, welcome. We just we just trying to like <laughs> Kenny's going through like a lightweight therapy session right now, so he's really high on the Bulls and he's disappointed by the outcome this year. I know the mm. rest of the world is like not not surprised, but nobody cares. Nobody, nobody cares. cares but me. <laughs> Nobody cares but me. But you know what? That's okay. I mean, I show up on one of the shows with with a Carlos Boozy. Uh, Carlos Boozy. Yeah, Carlos Boozy. A Barlos Boozer jersey. So, because I'm I'm a man of my word. You know, I want to wear a Barlos Boozy jersey on the the show. That's right. That's right. Yeah, yeah I, that man. Cool. That man is so trash. <laughs> Benny cares, <laughs> man. Benny, Benny, Benny is out right now somewhere, like drinking in a bar, bro. Like he's depressed. <laughs> oh man, I'm just. Yeah. I mean, he is like your fourth best player. I don't know. He probably second best because mm. Zach Levine went out. I think Benny the Bull was the most active player during this. Little <laughs> two weeks span, in my opinion. That's true. That's true. He said he had the only highlights. Yeah, he was doing a worm on the on the floor on the court. Everything, <laughs> man. He gave everything he had, bro. Everything. He, did. he put everything he had into that. He's the real MVP. That's my yeah. MVP candidate, Benny the Bull, for no sticking with the team for so many years. <laughs> yeah. He's Oh, man. Okay. Well, Coach K, we look forward to seeing you with your uh, Carlos Boozer jersey. Carlos Boozer. Carlos Boozer. On a future show. So, well, better luck next year. Better next year. Maybe y'all can make some off-season moves. Uh, We'll see. We'll see. Um, We'll see. (laughs) Well, what we going to do now is – Go ahead. I say, is Armand, uh, Armand, go to the Bulls, bro. We need you. <laughs> that's sad when you're recruiting friends to go play for franchises. Cause that's <laughs> you're like, can we get anybody to go? Anybody that can hoop at all anybody, is like anybody. going. Needs to go. Anybody. <laughs> anybody. Yeah. Yeah. Man. Yeah. Yeah, we gonna we gonna we gonna need the suit. We can put in after you know we can go to some tryouts though. We'll see we'll see what work. You know, I, I'm about to. I just ordered a new copper fit for my my right knee, so I think we we good to go. We good Jay, to go. No, we don't want to play for Chicago. No, I, I play I played you one on one. I know. So yeah, you can definitely try out for them. <laughs> you treated me like trash, bro. <laughs> Uh, I just treated you like the Chicago Bulls. That's all. So, uh, oh, that hurts. <laughs> <laughs> no, 
what we're going to do is, you know, we, we had a good conversation about uh, Russell Westbrook, uh, Steph Curry, um, and, and, stuff, and, and Al Iverson last week. It was a really good conversation. I think um, the audience really, really um, participated in a lot, and we appreciate it, what everyone had to say about that. This time, we're going to do our top five point guards of all time. And one of the things is, everyone's talking about Russell Westbrook. Does he belong in that top five? Is he even close? Is he top 10? Uh, so we'll see if Russell makes any of our lists here. Uh, so Coach Natty T, go ahead and give us your top five point guards of all time. All right. <sighs> Let me crack and Get a good stretch in. There you go. Psych. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right. So I have Magic number one. Yep. Steph number two. Okay. Um, I went ahead and put Russell Westbrook number three. Ooh, number three? Yep. I did it. Oh, my God. Oh, <laughs> I got Isaiah Thomas and John Stockton. Okay. I didn't see that coming at all. I'm, I ain't going to lie to you. Nope. Sure didn't. Sure yep. did not. Yep. He swerved okay. me all the way, bro. All yep. the way. All the way. I'm okay. putting him in there because I didn't. So to clarify my list, I don't consider Allen Iverson a point guard personally because sure. when Larry Brown got there, he switched him to two guard, and that's why he won MVP. Yes. Eric Snow was the point guard. Right. Um. So again, I'll I'll, I'll let y'all go. They'll let, I'll, I'll go on my second lap because the more and more I look into this Russell Westbrook thing, the more and more <clears throat> I dig in on it, and the more impressed by it. So y'all y'all give y'all's list. I'm gonna get my rebuttal after. Okay, Coach K. So I know I'm gonna offend some people, but oh, I don't Lord. care. Uh, you know, you have to offend people to build tough skin. And on top of that, um, you have to appreciate the trash to truly appreciate the treasure. So my top five worst point guards is I don't oh, think number one, I, okay. Patrick Beverly. <laughs> Patrick Beverly is, is the worst point guard of all time. This man can't even shoot. <laughs> Oh, oh man. Number okay. two. Number two, I have George Hill. George <laughs> Hill is a continuous disappointment. And I mean that's that's my nickname for him, continuous disappointment. I mean, because no man has ever failed on a stage bigger than he has multiple times in a year. He's consistently failed on big stages multiple times. Okay. This is year true. after year. Uh number three. <laughs> uh, Matthew Deli Sandwich Delavadova <laughs> Milwaukee know what they did that's all I'm going to say about that uh, number four because I'm a because I'm a Chicago fan Randy Brown <laughs> trash hot trash <laughs> what did Randy Brown ever do to anybody uh, he never did anything to anybody. <laughs> did nothing he did nothing <laughs> He did nothing for me. 
uh, <laughs> number five. It's a it's an award because it's the bottom of the barrel. It's it's a shared award by uh by two candidates, Eric Snow and Mario Chalmers. They both share the award together because they because they suck. Um, <laughs> I, mean, I can't. I now, can't Mario Chalmers either, man. He used to get my nerves. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> LeBron and Wade used to get all so right. mad at him all the time. All the time. <laughs> all the time. Oh my gosh. Oh now, man. My con- my controversial top five point guard list of all time. Okay, here we go. Number. When, number one, I got Madison. Just because nobody passes the nobody did what he did, like as a point guard. I mean, let's be honest. Like best best passer of all time, hands down. Okay. Like I I can't. Legacy speaks for itself. Number two. <sighs> number two, I got Isaiah Thomas. Mm-hmm. Um. And I can explain, I can defend that later if I need to. Uh, number three, number three, I got Allen Iverson. I don't, I know he's not a, they moved him to the two, but I don't know, I, he's a still a point guard in my book. So I got him at number three. Number four, I got Steph Curry, but when it's all said and done, he'll probably be at like number two on my list. Uh, number five. Number five is tough because I got a couple people I could put here, but I'm going with John Stockton. Okay, I'm not mad. Not mad, at John Stockton. All right, so I struggle with this one, uh, but I I think we all agree with Magic. Being being one, it, it's hard to put anyone over him. Uh, so I had Magic. Uh, I had Isaiah as number two because I look at the talent that he had around him compared to some of these other folks on the list, and I think overall his talent, the talent level around him, was not as good as some of the other point guards uh, that are on this list here. So I I actually have I was debating between three and four. <laughs> on these, uh, I have I have Stockton at three. I have Stockton at three. I mean, he you know everyone talks about championships. You know, you know he didn't win. You know, this guy named Michael Jordan, you know, had him lose twice. Yeah. Uh, but I, I think he's a lot better than what people give him credit for. And I actually think Carl Malone took away from John Stockton's shine. I actually think Stockton's numbers would have been better without Carmelo, uh, hmm. because they had sometimes they had to slow down the offense for Carl because Carl wasn't a fast player; he wasn't fast paced at all. Uh, and that that kind of pick and roll offense, Stockton had to kind of cater to that with with Carmelo. Um, so he took less shots, more passes. Up, so that's why his stats aren't as balanced. I have Chris Paul. I mean, I just look at it like everywhere this dude goes, the team gets better. And it's hard for me to argue with, with that. He doesn't have the ring to show for it yet. Uh, but I, I do think it's a sign of great leadership and great basketball play that you could be the primary decision maker on any team and they automatically get better with your presence. So 
you can't always say that for everyone. Uh, then I have Steph Curry rounding out at, at five. Um, revolutionized the game, two-time MVP. We talked about with Isaiah, like, yeah, Steph has the championships, more championships, but, bro, you had Kevin Durant on your team for two of those. So I, I kind of, if I had to, to compare Isaiah and Steph, I kind of have to take away from Steph in that sense. Um, so, yeah, that's my top five. But, Coach Natty T, you want to go ahead and defend your list? Well, I'm I'm in my Russell Westbrook feeling, so <laughs> I just because for me, the more and more I look at it, just the more and more I'm more impressed by what, especially with the accomplishment he just did, you know, being the all-time leader in in, in triple doubles. Because mm -hmm. um, I looked into it a little bit further and, you know, as we kind of a continuation from last week's show, talking about how, you know, the, the likability factor or lack thereof for Russell Westbrook is a huge factor in why he's so polarizing amongst fans and media. Yes. Um, so, you know, because the normal narrative is hey, you know, Russell Westbrook does triple-doubles, but they, their teams don't win. But his win-loss record is staggering when he has a triple-double. Very true. Because they're 136, 136 wins to 45 losses. That's a 75% win percentage. Mm -hmm. Only two that's higher is Magic and LeBron when okay. they have a triple-double. So, and then everybody gave Oscar Robinson a lot of credit for averaging a triple-double, which was amazing. But just, just being fair here, looking at that season, it was the second year in the league. His team went 44-37 and and lost in the first round. Mm -hmm. But yet, we criticized Russell Westbrook. And that's what basically what happens to him. But that we laud Oscar Robinson for the same thing. Okay, not mad at that. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just, I'm just, just no. saying. Um, and then for me, when I look at it, and I'm not necessarily not not saying not counting the years he had KD and and um, and and James Harden, because obviously counting those, but you know the years when he averaged the triple double and he was basically it was the team by himself quote-unquote. He was leading the team. Looking at this, it tells me that maybe instead of people bashing him for getting triple-doubles, I think maybe he should have been more aggressive in those playoff games and getting triple-doubles because they needed him to get those when they won. Yeah. I think he deferred too much because even that year they had Pandemic P and Carmelo Anthony. Yeah, maybe he deferred too much to those two. Could be. So, and and then I think looking at the flaws in his game, he has flaws, but brought up Isaiah Thomas because that's one of the comps I kind of, you know, compared him to. I'm just imagining if you put him on that Detroit Pistons team, with Chuck Daly as the coach, mm -hmm. helping him with his decision-making, could he have won a title with that team in the, in the 80s? Because remember, he's 
Isaiah Thomas is six feet six one. This dude's six four. Right. <laughs> I mean, right. you imagine him with, with, with a young Dennis and all that on that team with that defensive juggernaut. That would have been tough. That would have been tough right there. I mean, I, I think the fact that he didn't really have because I think Scott Brooks is horrible as a coach. I'm just going to go. He is. He's not wrong. So I, I think all of that is not necessarily on Russell Westbrook. I think if he had a coach that could, base, that could help him with his decision-making, because that's really his biggest fall in his game. It's his decision-making yeah. at the end of games. Yeah. But, again, when I look at his win percent, I mean, that's 75% win percentage when he has those numbers. Now, again, and to your point, Coach JP3 last week talking about what Max Kellerman said with regards to the argument of triple doubles overall. Like, well, does that really mean, you know, if you have 30, 11, and 8, or 39, and 7, you know, is that really that much big of a deal? I'm like, that's fine. But why are we bringing that up when Western Westbrook does it? Because, again, LeBron James averaged a triple double in the finals and got swept. Yeah, but we praise him for getting a triple double in the finals. But I thought yes. triple doubles don't matter. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So for me, the more and more I think about it, I I think not that triple doubles are the end all be all, but nobody thought that was possible to do, and he's done it four times. Yes, that is ridiculous. And then, mm-hmm. and then my last point. I slightly put him over Chris Paul, not necessarily because Chris Paul hasn't necessarily won a title, but I think, again, likability factor and the lack of respect because everybody brings up the, the you know, Thunder losing the 3-1 lead to the Golden State Warriors. Yeah. And nobody brings up when Chris Paul lost the 3-1 lead to the Houston Rockets. He's with the Clippers, yep. In my opinion, that one was even worse. Because if you remember, James Harden was sucking in those last three games. He was. And they basically, Mike D'Antoni took him off. And the really the bench, the Houston Rockets bench, won those three games over a Chris Paul-led team. To me, that's worse. But nobody brings that up. That's very true. Everybody, Everybody blames true. Russell for the collapse against Golden State when Kevin Durant was missing shots left and right because everybody was mad about, you know, oh, Russ is taking too much shots. But in games five, six, and seven, KD actually averaged about 28 shots per game. Mm-hmm. It was his lowest shooting percentage that he's ever had in yeah. those two games that they lost. But we're going to blame Russ for that. So... I look at all those things, and again, I, I just feel like the, the likability factor or lack thereof really has a big impact on how people view him. So for me, when it's all said and done, I, I just got I, I put him third because I'm just like that. What he's done is just is is unbelievable. Now, will he ever get a title? Probably not. Is he the best point guard of all time? No, I have him at number three. I don't know where we want to rank them in the top 25, top 50 players of all time. Mm-hmm. But for me, he has his flaws, but the dude's a first ballot Hall of Famer. 
may not win a title, yes. but agreed. That that's where I'm at with it. I, I just I, I I want to tip my hat and give the man his respect for what he does. He does the re, re, re deserve respect, and I think it's going to be one of those things where when he retires, he'll get it after he retires. I think so too. I think so too because he's so polarizing, and you know him and the KD back and forth and all of that. But then, like usually, the same people that hate on <laughs> Russell for not getting the title. That is like, well, Kevin Durant, what, which team did he lead by himself? Because last time I checked, all his rings are all stacked. Yes. <laughs> if they yes. get a ring this year, they're going to be stacked. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then the and then just my last point, the other point I take into context is era, right? So we're in this era of super duper duper teams, right? So. Yeah, can we get mad at him for not getting the title? We get mad at Chris Paul for not getting the title. We can get mad at Damian Lillard for not getting the title. But I'm like, dude, you see the teams they're putting together now. Yeah. You're not winning with, a, like, an all-star and maybe another all-star and some guys. Like, that's not that's not going to work. Like, you need – if you're going to do it just two, you need, like, two top five players. So, <laughs> three top ten players. Yes. Like, that's, that's, like, you can't, what are you supposed to do? Yeah. Yeah. It, I think Russell Westbrook often gets the short straw in the conversation. Um, didn't win. Oh, that wasn't Katie. That wasn't Katie's fault. That was Russell's fault. Uh, can't get out the first round. That's, that's Russell's fault. You know, he's throwing right. off all these numbers. But, yeah, and some of that, yeah, he did make bad decisions at the end of games. He does have Absolutely. a high turnover ratio and needs Absolutely. to lower that. If he's going to reach the next level, he has to be low that and shoot at a higher percentage. Uh, the other thing that I thought was interesting about the Russell Westbrook story is that people often look at him and say – that he doesn't want to win right. the championship. <laughs> like, right. I, and it's just like, I've never heard that narrative before with someone who plays like him. Right. Because he's one of the few people that will never cheat you. Like, whether you're That's paying cool. to see them, whether you're paying for NBA League Pass to watch, you know, whatever team he's on, whatever, you're going to get your money's worth every single night. Mm-hmm. But people question his his desire to win it all, that he's all out for himself because he has this bravado about him. He has this confidence, the way he dresses and everything. People see that as an attention hog. Like, you want all the attention you want. And I think about other players that have done similar things. And who gets attributed that label and who doesn't? Now, his football, his football equivalent is probably Cam Newton, I would say. The bravado, the celebrations, the touchdown dances and everything. Oh, Cam doesn't, you know, when that Cam doesn't. The Panthers lose a Super Bowl. Oh, Cam didn't, even though his offensive line didn't show up to block any of the Broncos in that Super Bowl. Two like, words, Mike Rimmers. Yes. <laughs> and he was in the chance the Kansas City Chiefs game his last one. So you saw what the result was there, too. Yeah. I 
I, I expect for for to hear that narrative from people that don't play as hard or just putting up a bunch of points. But for someone with his motor and his desire, his competitive nature, where if you're not on his team, he doesn't like you while he's while he's playing. Mm -hmm. He's not. He doesn't like you while he's playing. I just think it's interesting that we we put that label on Russell Westbrook. And I, it's very unfair to him. I think he's misunderstood in a lot of ways uh, because he says whatever he wants to the media and he, he doesn't hold back, you know, like that. Um, sometimes he doesn't even want to talk. Uh, but we embrace Marshawn Lynch. You know, I think that, you know, so it's like, why, why do we <laughs> do the opposite to Russell Westbrook? I, I don't get it. I think that's very unfair to him. So I just wanted to put that out there. That's, that's, I guess that's why I'm, you know, taking up for for Russell Westbrook from now on because those are all the things I was thinking about, and even like because I saw I forgot what show I was watching, but you know they were talking about you know the year he lost to Utah, and he's like, oh, but he had like Paul George and Carmelo Anthony. I'm like, dude, the same <laughs> Paul George that y'all been trashing, y'all nicknamed Pandemic P. Yeah, the guy is unreliable uh, in Paul. the postseason. We're gonna blame Russell Westbrook for that. Now again, yeah. Should they have won? Maybe. Yeah, probably. But let's not blame Russell Westbrook for that. Mm. And then Carmelo Anthony, they they damn down picked him out the league after that, for goodness yeah. sake. Yeah. So, <laughs> so like now we're gonna bring up oh well, you know, he had he had those two on his team. I'm like, and what were they supposed to do? You think they were supposed to beat the Warriors with that? No. Nope. <laughs> it does that's all I'm saying. It's like, the, to your point, it's like they, people want to set, like, different unrealistic expectations for him when they're talking mm -hmm. about him. Everybody else gets different passes because, oh, well, you know, this happened and that happened. And, and to your point, I mean, I'm not saying he doesn't have his flaws because he does. He absolutely does because his decision-making at the end of games are his biggest weakness. Mm -hmm. But I think if you if you just look at it in totality and if you really compare it objectively to other players, like I think he still should get his respect. I don't think he gets the respect that he really deserves because people want to pick and choose when they want to criticize certain things. When in the end, there's there's plenty of guys that aren't going to win rings, not because they're not good enough, but because they probably wanted to go with the anti-establishment. They didn't want to join up with other teams. Right? Yeah. But, and mm -hmm. those same people that criticized Russell, well, he don't want to win. He don't want to, he don't want to like, sacrifice his game. But KD, man, he went over there and he took the easy road out. I'm like, well, which one is it? Which one is it? You can't have it both ways. You, you can't, can't have it both ways. ways. Yeah. He didn't think. Yeah. I don't know. But do you – are you putting uh, Westbrook above Chris Paul? I did, yeah. See, that's another thing. Like, I almost go ahead, go ahead. No, no, I mean, I was saying because I think you, I think you were out on on uh, when I was talking about that. Because yeah. again, I put him ahead of Chris Paul just because I think in the end, as much as Chris Paul had made make the arguments, he's made his teams better. Listen, he's had a lot of shortcomings too, and. Yeah, for sure. The point I brought up was the whole 3-1 thing because everybody blames Russell Westbrook for the Oklahoma City loss to Golden State going down 3-1, but people forget 
the Clippers lost to the Rockets, and they were up 3-1. And James Harden on the Rockets wasn't even playing in those last three games because I think he was hurt for one of them. And then the other two, he was sucking so bad. Mike D'Antoni took him off, and the bench beat him. So to me, that's more embarrassing. Cause like yeah we lost a three one lead but it's still the Warriors like right. <laughs> you know what I mean wasn't yeah well I thought I thought Chris Paul was hurt for part of that series too no not not the one in the Clippers he the one he was hurt was the one with Houston against Golden State but not against the Clippers oh. no they they're yeah no nah, I, I thought there was for sh- I thought I remember there being some series where Chris Paul was hurt and he played for the Clippers. Yeah, he was hurt in years like that surrounded that where they got bounced out the first round because he was yeah. hurt and stuff yeah. like that. But this particular year, he did play the whole time, the yeah. whole playoffs. So because that because that's when they beat San Antonio. Because he hit that game winner. Hit that game, it was game, winner seven. game seven. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. So to me, like, but people don't bring that up, and to me, that's a more embarrassing loss. Yeah. But you know that's that's all I'm saying. <laughs> now that's that's good. I I can't really refute any like Russell Westbrook would be in my next tier of point guards yeah, for, for sure. sure. Like he would be right right there with perhaps even six, perhaps mm-hmm. even six. And you know these guys, uh, you know three of these guys are still playing, so that that could change at any point in time. I would like to see him get a ring, just so people get off his back. Like and, mm-hmm. and and give him that respect, um, but I think the the one thing that did has helped his legacy is Paul George leaving to go to the Clippers and failing. Who's him to sign the backboard? Like we gonna <laughs> Russell Westbrook for that? Like, right. Come on, man. Right. I but people, you know, they will say what they want about Paul George, but they never correlate it to Russell Westbrook. You're like, bro, that's who he was playing with. Right? Like, that's who this dude was playing with. <laughs> unreliable, his unreliable self. So he didn't ha- come up short because of Russell Westbrook. He comes up short in general, like, no matter who he's playing with. <laughs> I, uh, so, yeah. But, you know, we, we always talk about what ifs. And I think that's the great thing about sports is to, to say the what ifs. And that's going to lead to this another uh, what if situation here. You have Dame, Dame Dollar, Steph Curry, two of the best point guards in the league. And and Dame is someone who I hope gets a ring also before he's, he's you know, he hangs up his jersey. But let's just say you trade places with those two. Who's better? Does it stay the same, or does it change for you? So, Coach K, in your mind, if you switch Dame and Steph, who's better and why? Uh, are we? I guess which which team are we talking? Are we talking about their current teams? Yeah. So, what Dame went to go? Are you talking about like? Um, so, Coach Nancy, this was this was your question. Or you mean like they got drafted to different teams? Yeah, like just straight like their whole career. Like let's say okay. Dame was in Golden State this whole time, and Steph was in Portland this mm. whole time. Like, what would would the results be the same? Would you know? Would Steph had led the Blazers to a championship? Would Dame uh, have bested up for the Warriors? I'm just saying that because that's probably what most Steph Curry fans. I think. 
<laughs> you know, <clears throat> as far as their like career averages and stuff, they're actually not that far off. Like I was actually surprised kind of like how close they were. Yeah. Um <clears throat> I think I actually think that I think the Warriors have man, it's tough. I think that Steph doesn't get a ring with the with the construct <clears throat> with the <clears throat> currently constructed uh Blazers. Yeah, with the Blazers. I don't think that happens. But I think that I think that Dane would probably have at least one MVP. I'm gonna say two championships. Two championships. I also think that KD doesn't go to the Warriors. I think I think they they just pretty much ride it out with the team that they have. So, <clears throat> um, yeah, two two MV two MVP uh, two Finals MVPs, and then also um, two championships and. One, one, one league MVP. Um, I, I mean, I so as much as as much as I love Steph, I'm, I'm I don't love Steph. What am I talking about? Um, <laughs> <laughs> Steph, Steph cannot carry a team. Like, I think the Warriors, the Warriors team was constructed for him. Uh, KD was a piece that they got that fit right in with what they had going on. Um, I don't think that he is. I mean, yes, he's still hitting shots from like thirty feet out, feet out and beyond. Yeah, for sure. Um, I, I, I don't see him living up to the expectations that we have for him. I don't think his legacy is as good. Um, I, I think. He would still probably be an NBA All Star for sure, but I just I don't see it. But I definitely, I definitely, I definitely see, uh, I see uh, Dame's career ended up better than what it is right now. All right, Coach Natty T, what you got for us? Yeah, I um, I came up with this question and I'm still thinking about it because I was like, man, this is that's yeah, it's tough. It's, it's tough. Um, I'm going to go ahead and say I think Dame still gets three championships. Three? Because same as, uh, as, as Steph. I think he gets the same amount of championships. And I think he would get an MVP in there. Or a uh, finals MVP, I should say. At least one. Um, because, <laughs> and again, kind of a continuation of what we were discussing last week. Um, Steph is great. But I think he, he definitely gets the, the benefit of the doubt with regards to him being in San Francisco. Mm -hmm. in, in the market. Mm -hmm. um, I think Dame gets overlooked a lot because he's in Portland. Yeah. Um, 
And like, like, for example, I mean, just, just this year, right? Um, and this is not necessarily a shot at stuff. To me, it's a shot at fans and the, the media that's, I don't give credit for, for being creative at all. They just like pushing stuff. Like, we're really having a discussion of Steph Curry being an MVP right now. And again, it's not about him, not, it's not necessarily a knock on him, but like, what is he doing right now? He's leading the league in scoring. Yes. That's it. Like, think about it in context. Like, is he averaging like 50 points a game, 40 points a game, you know, 39, 38? No, he's averaging, what was it, like 31? 31. 31.6 31.9. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, and people were, like, really pumping it up, like, as if, oh, this is, we've never seen anything like this before. Like, Steph is just doing stuff. But he's oh, not doing God. anything, man. <laughs> he's not doing anything. And again, to, and again, I want to reiterate this. This is not a knock on Steph. Well, my, my problem with it is, like, it's just the likability of Steph Curry while we're pushing it. Whereas Dane, who right now has a team in the sixth spot, mm -hmm. not in the playing tournament, mm -hmm. who's actually played with, like, pretty much half the season with, without his two best players. Mm -hmm. And it's like nothing. Crickets. Nothing. <laughs> And the numbers, as Coach K said, the numbers are pretty much right there, right? And he's been carrying the team throughout the whole season because uh, Nurkic and um, C.J. McCollum, I mean, they really just came back a month ago. Mm -hmm. It's been Dane pretty much this whole time. And they've been right there, like, in that six, seven spot the whole season. Mm -hmm. Crickets. Crickets. <laughs> so I think you put Dave in San Francisco with that energy, with, with the market, with the buzz that Steph got. Man. Because imagine what even we just talked about Russell Westbrook when they beat OKC and when he hit the shot on Pandemic P. Imagine he does that in Gold State in a game mm. south mm. to end the series. With the whole Warriors world when that happened, I'm beyond that 2014, 2014 to 2019. Yeah, I mean, can you imagine the the buzz that would create around the world? If he did right. something like that. It'd and be totally different, anymore? totally different than what he's getting I mean, right now. So, of course, I think they would look a little different because obviously his game is slightly different from Steph because he doesn't move as much off the ball. So it would look a little different, but ultimately I think I I, I think I think the results would be the, would be the same, if not even better. And I would say better individually because I think he would get a final MVP. Yes. So yeah. that's okay. my that's my thoughts on it. I pretty much had the, the same reaction that you did to this question. And I, it, it wasn't that hard for me at all. As soon as you proposed <laughs> this question, I was just like, oh, you know, I had Steph Curry on my all-time, you know, point guards. I'd have just switched them out with Dane by that time. Because I think if their roles were reversed, Dane would have accomplished pretty much the same thing. 
uh, with the exception of maybe one of the MVPs. Uh, regular season MVPs. Well, maybe. So he might have only had one compared to two. Maybe. But I, I look at the the nucleus that they built there in Golden State. It's real easy for Dame to fit into that. Real easy. And I look at Portland has never had that you know, they had they have, you know, Dame and CJ, but they never had that third guy that's like, man, we can't let this guy go off either. We 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 gotta watch out for this guy either. You know, Steph yeah. has had four. Four. Bro. Cause don't forget, Draymond almost won him that game that game uh seven against yep. Cleveland. Me. Really, if he played in game five, they win. They went right? Arguably they win. So I look at it as you had a, a core of of three for part of your career and a core of four for the other part of your career in yeah. Golden State. So, like, that, that to me is, like, that's way more than Dame has ever had on any team. Plus, you have a better head coach. Mm-hmm. And Terry Stott is not a horrible head coach. Like, he belongs to in the NBA. Like, he's an NBA-quality head coach. But he's not good at defensive schemes. Portland is the second-worst defensive team in the NBA. Number one is Sacramento. That's to show you how far to the bottom <laughs> they are. Sacramento is the only team that's worse than you are on defense. Mm-hmm. And the amount of years that those guys have had together, there is no excuse for their defense to be that horrible. And I think a lot of that is defensive schemes. He's not a good defensive-minded head coach. But he's okay on the offensive end. So you put, you put Dame on a team with a head coach that can coach offense and defense – and you would have Draymond to backbone your defense. They've never had a backbone on defense before. Like, I, yeah, yeah. I, so it was pretty easy just to see that their trajectories will be completely switched. I agree with you, Coach K. Steph would still be an All Star, uh, just not as much as 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 he is. He wouldn't have any MVPs. He would still be box office, just like Dame is still box office. But Dame would have all the accolades. He would have all the hardware. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so our last one. Speaking of hardware, our last one here, and and you know those that are that are out there. Let's see. You know, would you rather have a whatever sport you play? Yeah. So we'll put a whatever sport you play. Would you rather have a championship ring or be in the Hall of Fame? If you had to pick one of them, which one would you pick? Coach Natty T would go to you first. No. Uh-huh. Yeah, this one was easy for me too. Put me in the Hall of Fame, man. <laughs> cause I like, cause, I mean, of course, the ultimate would be to have both. But yeah, um, I get me in the Hall of Fame, man. Cause to me, like that tells me <laughs> that I was known as one of the best in the world at what I did at the era that I did it. Um. And two, you can't question my my skill set, my abilities as a player in whatever sport that is, right? So, don't don't give me the the Kendrick Perkins just because I won a championship on the Boston Celtics. <laughs> like, bro, you ain't gonna say class to me. <laughs> you ain't gonna say class to me, bro. Or like you know, or even in football, right? Like, 
you know, you're talking about quarterbacks. Like, when it comes to mind, like, thinking about, like, like a Nick Foles or, or a, like, a Dan Marino. Like, I would rather be Dan Marino. Like, I'm yeah. sorry. <laughs> like, I know Nick Foles had his great run for three games. Phenomenal run. But, like, let me be Dan Marino. Like, when I walk in the room, like, Nick, like, yeah, you had a nice three games. But you sit down. I'm Dan Marino. Yeah. Like, get out. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, for me, like, I, I would I definitely would rather be a Hall of Famer than just have a championship ring. Because, again, just knowing that I was one of the best to ever do it, in my position or in my era, like to me, that's that's more substantial than just having a championship. Not right. to say that, not to even put it as just having a championship, but still, like, put me in the Hall of Fame, dude. Mm -hmm. Hall of Fame or Natty T. There you go. That sounds good. That sound has a good ring to it. Has a good ring yeah. to it. Yeah. Coach K, what about you? Would you rather have a championship ring? If you had to choose one, would you rather have a championship ring? or be in the Hall of Fame of your respective sport? I'll probably catch some slack for this, but I'm going to say championship ring. Mm. Mm. I'm not mad at that. Championship ring. I mean, uh, I feel like I feel like a lot of times, too, just like when we go through these Hall of Fame selections, we're like, oh, does he really deserve to be in the, you know, in the Hall of Fame? I mean, there's – I feel like there's so much discrepancy out there. I'm just like, man, just give me my ring. I'll go home. Like, you know, I'll put it in the trophy case, and I'm good. I mean, I don't know. I mean, man, there's just like, I don't know. If I'm gonna, <laughs> if I'm gonna, if I'm gonna play in the league, and if I'm gonna get, if I'm gonna get talked about, because I mean. They always attach it to your name. It's like, man, Charles Barkley was good, oh, but he doesn't have a ring. Reggie Miller was good, but he doesn't have a ring. Just, just give me a ring, like mm -hmm. point blank. I mean, that's. The, and I feel like I'm probably going more so with the culture of of today's society versus like back in the day. But I don't know. Okay. But then again. But hold up, hold up, hold up. Wait a minute. I just thought about it. Oh, boy. <laughs> you going to switch championship it up? Ring, yeah, I'm switching it up. Championship rings don't really mean anything, like, nowadays. Does it? Honestly, does it? Does a ring I mean, really mean what it what it used to mean, like, back in the day? I mean, uh, is anybody going to remember, like, Kawhi Leonard winning it? I mean, of course, Toronto will remember that, but. Are we going to remember him, like, winning the championship in Toronto? No. Our, what I remember more is I remember the whole team of – the whole Warriors team just fell apart. Like, <laughs> injuries and everything. <laughs> That's what I remember. Um, yeah, I mean, I'll, give me the Hall of Fame. Hall of Fame? Okay. All right, I, Hall of Fame. Coach K, before I give my answer – it kind of depends on the context, right? What sport are we talking about? What situation are we yeah. talking about? Because you could bring up those situations and be like, oh, okay, I can see why you feel that way. But if you were at football and played and you're Tom Brady, those championships still carry a lot of weight to them. Yeah, for sure. Right? For sure. Uh, you know, so we have an NBA that is talent stacking and going towards it, and then you may have some major injuries. But then – 
you have your your opportunities where hey everybody's healthy and we still beat them like we still knocked you out you know so i it could go either way it can go either but football way. football is unique though because i think even the hall of fame is a bit more like higher standard than I mean, the NBA. Like, remember, it's the basketball Hall of Fame. It's not the NBA Hall of Fame. Yeah, we see. We so see I think what Tio did. Though. For both. Mm -hmm. We see what Tio did. Well, <laughs> that, that's another. That, that's another. We'll we'll talk about that because that's a. He's like another <laughs> Westbrook situation. We gotta. We gotta. We gotta talk about Tio, man. Yeah, we'll we'll talk about we that. Talk about I, okay. That's we'll another see. whole likability nonsense situation as well with T.O. Yeah. We'll, we'll talk about that. Yeah. Okay. Um, well, I guess, Coach K, if you want to stick to your answer, um, it's going to be a clean sweep. I just, I just rather be recognized for being consistently great than being yep. great for a season or two or everything like that, you know. Um, Showing that, like you said, Coach Nancy, I'm one of the best that's ever played this particular game. And it didn't matter who I played against, who I played with. I put up numbers, and, and I leaped off your screen every single night. And that's why you decided to recognize me as one of the best that's ever played it. Because there's people that got rings that are not in here. Yep. People that got multiple rings that will never step be able to step foot in this Hall of Fame. A private club, dude. It's private. Yeah. It, it's a little bit. It has the longevity factor, and so it's and and kind of a microwave generation that we're growing up in. I, I put me in the oven. I'd rather just have, you know let, just let it let it cook properly, you know. So I I I would rather be in the Hall of Fame. You know, like my grandma always said, man. She said, "I'd rather be in the be in the Hall of Fame for my game than win than win a championship with a snake and be fake." There we go. Anyway, you know, the grandma never said that. Your grandma don't even know who Katie is. Yeah, you just trying to bring Katie into this conversation. He'll do that. He'll do that. Oh my gosh! Continuation, but. But yeah, man, like, yeah, put me in the Hall of Fame. Because my, my other point is, that means throughout my career, I made max dollars. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so y'all can go kick, like, because just thinking about me personally, Coach Daddy T, y'all know me. Because I, I probably, like, if I was a pro athlete, I, I don't know if I would be, like, like, Russell, to the Russell Rustbrook extent of how dismissive he is, like, with media and stuff, but in terms of his, like, I really don't care what y'all think mentality, y'all know me. Because I can yeah. give a flying F. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, well, I'm making, you telling me I'm making $200 million over the next five years, and I'm a, like, first battle Hall of Famer? Y'all can't tell me nothing. Nothing. Not one well, thing. Personally, you know, like, yeah, like, could I, you know, if my, if my game's harder to win a little bit, and somebody wanted me on their team, like, I mean, would I consider it like joining up a team like Lakers or Nets or something, would I consider it? Maybe, but yeah. like right now, mm -mm. listen, I'm a first ballot Hall of Famer and I've got two hundred million dollars in my pocket over the next five years. I'm gonna kick rocks. I really don't <laughs> care. But 
I, I mean, look care less. You know, but the thing that's interesting though is like some. I mean, you'll have some like Hall of Fame type player, like Hall of Fame type players that will, uh, you know, they'll actually they'll go help another team win a championship ring, and then they'll go get signed somewhere else for more money the next year. Mhm. Mhm. So yeah. I. It's just, I don't know, it's just like, I guess you can't totally dismiss the the power of the ring, but it definitely doesn't carry as much weight as it did yet. I mean, like you said, depending on the sport. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But. That's a, it's a big, it's a big debate. It's a big debate, but. Yeah, we should. On another episode, we should debate, uh, um, you know, like, is it, you know, like, moves like, uh, I can't even think of his name. He went from Detroit to Brooklyn. Can't think, I don't know why I can't think of his name. Yeah, like, we should discuss, like, I mean, is it wrong for Blake Griffin to do that? No, he was going to Detroit where careers go to die. Right now, you know, so yeah. if you want, you know, a last gasp on your, you know, your the downside of your career and you're thinking, yeah. hey, I could get on a contender and contribute and get a ring, why mm-hmm. not? I don't blame players when they do that. When they know that their best years are behind them and they're like, all right, let's go ahead and get this chip. I'm not mad at that at all. I'm not either. Um, yeah. I mean, again, me personally, I, I'll still put, put me in the Hall of Fame, man. But... Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not I'm not mad at it at all because I mean I think players. It's not unprecedented yeah. for one, because I think even back in the day you had older guys that you know because even like uh, like the chief Robert Parrish like mm-hmm. he was on the Bulls for a few years. <laughs> I mean he don't need no more championships. Like he's mm-hmm. he's on the Boston Celtics, but you know I, I don't I don't really have a problem with it at all really. Yeah. So, well, that's it for us this evening. Thank you for joining us on another episode of The Coach's Box. Thank you to our live audience that's joined us throughout the evening. And I appreciate the listeners are going to listen to this once it's up on uh, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, pretty much wherever you get your podcasts. So um, that's it on behalf of uh, Coach IT, Coach K. uh, I'm Coach JP3. Y'all have a great weekend. Stay smart. Stay safe out there, y'all. Peace.